Hey there, welcome to the Impatient Entrepreneur Podcast, a show where we hear from entrepreneurs and business owners who are chomping at the bit to make their mark on the world. I'm your host, Lauren Quedar Cockrell. Now let's hurry up and get to the good stuff. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Hold on to your earbuds because we are here with Sarah Webb of Web CFO today. She is sure to drop some amazing knowledge about business, entrepreneurship, finances, all that good stuff. So without further ado, Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Will you please tell our listeners a bit about you and the company and who you work with and the services y'all provide? Yeah. So Web CFO just celebrated our fifth anniversary. Aww, so we've had yay. a little birthday party. <laughs> yeah. And we primarily help small to mid-sized businesses with their QuickBooks accounting, forecasting, really all across the United States. Um, I started the practice in 2018, really just someone was like, can you help me with this? And I was like, yeah, I can help you with some finances and accounting. And from there, it just uh, was referral based and really expanded into what it is today with primarily today, we're helping licensed professionals, primarily doctors and attorneys. So Mm -hmm. these people are uber smart at being a a surgeon or an attorney, but they're not always looking at their finances and that's not their day-to-day focus. And so Mm -hmm. our team really helps them, like here's the things that they need to be knowing about and paying attention to on a finance side and really let them focus on their day job, which is serving other people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I am a beneficiary of your talented team. We've been working together for a few years now, and I just love the the knowledge I'll bring to the table, the the handholding when it's needed, uh, as well as empowerment. You know, kind of teaching me to fish a little bit too, and uh, as well as a strategic advisory and and really thinking about the business as a whole, not just the arrears bookkeeping, but also projecting forward and thinking about the growth of the company and the health of the company. So uh, I really, yeah, I love working with y'all. <laughs> well, and I found that's kind of what I found that was different about our firm that I didn't really know that was different in the beginning is we help, we do have that rear view mirror of like getting your QuickBooks or your reports updated on a monthly basis, but there wasn't this now what? Okay, mm-hmm. well, now what do we do with it? And so mm-hmm. when we sit down with our clients, it's like, okay, these are great results, or maybe you had a miss here. So now what are you going to do? Not mm-hmm. just let's turn in a piece of paper and we need to do tax returns and those types of things. It's okay, what are what does business decisions are we going to make now that we have this information? Right, right. And and also I've really liked watching your business grow and celebrating your <laughs> your accomplishments and how you think about team development and benefits and all that good stuff. And certainly I've been to your ear a few times as I have thought about my team. <laughs> uh, as, as a matter of fact, I went onto your LinkedIn just today to take the employee benefits survey questions and add them to something that I was building out to get some data from the team. So lots of, yeah. lots of good resources out there. <laughs> so first things first, Sarah, are you an impatient entrepreneur? No, really kind of struggled and thought about this question. <laughs> I don't think that I am. I mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of balanced and that's probably the personality of a CPA. Mm-hmm. But like on the technology, if you look at like laggards, like I'm like the last person to get something <laughs> or to adopt a technology. Like I want other people to prove that it's worked 
before I'm mm. going to invest in it. But on the entrepreneur side, I think if it's something I'm really confident in, mm -hmm. I may take it and shape it to make it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So accounting, right? I'm very proficient at accounting, but how can I make it my own and how can I model it to fit my life and my overall, my personal financial goals? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I am a little bit, I guess, impatient in that. In 2018, they didn't even have the term fractional CFO. Mm -hmm. And that was something I was like, okay, well, that just means... You don't need me full time. And I would go and talk to people like, maybe you're not ready for a 40 hour per week person. Mm -hmm. Maybe you only need a few hours. And so at that time, I was having to explain what it was. And so maybe I'm pushing the envelope a little bit in that space. Mm -hmm. But in 2023, fractional services, CMO, COO, yep, CFO, yep. you know, it's out there. So I didn't really know that I was doing anything, you know, pioneering at the time. <laughs> I was just trying to be, you know, help people out. I, I love small businesses and I just saw so many businesses not performing well financially just because they didn't have the tools. It wasn't that they didn't mm -hmm. have a good business model. It was, they just needed a partner to say, right. okay, let's make a few tweaks here and, you know, we can really enhance your life, your life, right? Like this, mm -hmm. your business is your life if you're in a, mm -hmm. in the small business space. Right, right. That's so true. I mean, even for us providing PR and marketing services, it's like you shouldn't have to suffer just because you don't know the ins and outs of all those functions. I mean, your business isn't necessarily a marketing company or or whatever it is. And having someone who can stand shoulder to shoulder with you and and share share those burdens and harness those opportunities uh, when you don't necessarily have that technical expertise is is such a boon. And so, you know, that's that's certainly what we we like doing. <laughs> yeah. And so what does your team look like today? So we've at, we've added two new people in the last 30 days. So that's oh a big uh, <laughs> spin for us. So we're at seven people. Wow. Uh, yeah, seven full-time professionals who help maintain um, our clients. Our team, we have, a we have staff, we have a senior associate, and then we have two managers. And we really empower our staff and our seniors to focus on like getting us reports and getting us information. And then our managers and myself, we are focused on taking that information and and partnering with the business partner for the decision making. So, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes that's building out forecast or budgets for the next year. Um, and we've worked, we we are always taking new clients, but we we do develop relationships where I'm like, okay, the reason that we did this is because two years ago we had mm -hmm. some kind of problem. And you know, that's why we're working through this. But mm -hmm. our team, they're spread across the United States. We have quite a few in Fort Worth, Texas, because that's where I'm based. But we all work remotely. We don't have a we don't mm -hmm. have an office. We mm -hmm. we zoom we zoom together often and <laughs> and meet for a retreat once or twice a year in person. Nice. And something that's on my mind right now is is just how I spend my time as as the founder and and president. How do you how do you spend your time? What's the bulk of your business-related uh, activities? So in 2023, my goal was to really work with a limited set of clients and mm -hmm. empower my team to do as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm still working on that, right? <laughs> it's it's hard to get out of the doing. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I'm trying to spend more of my time on the business development and to reaching out to others. And I'm really great at developing the game plan of what we need to do for the client. Mm -hmm. And I have excellent team members that can really do the execution. And so I'm trying to think more big picture for my clients of, okay, here's the work plan or here's where we're going for the next 12 to 18 months. And then my team can really do the execution of that. And there's obviously check-ins, but 
I'm, I'm, I think, was it culture index or Enneagrams and all of that? I'm a visionary. I'm a visionary. And that's mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. an accountant, that's kind of like squishy, right? Like, yeah. so I can see the really big picture, but I have, you know, the technical expertise to, to execute. And I have great team members who I was telling someone yesterday, I was like, you're like way smarter than me. Like, I know you can figure <laughs> this out. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's honestly some of, sometimes the best part about being a, bringing a leader is bringing in people who are so much better at the thing that you used to be the one doing it. Like I used to do all the content creation and now I have team members who are just way better at me than that. <laughs> like I'll let me, I'll stick with strategy. You do the doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. So what, how do you, fuel yourself and educate yourself now that you know you're moving on do you do you read, read books listen to podcasts go to conferences how do you feel yourself no i'm 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 joining different groups mm-hmm. that are fueling me i've i've been in and out of some groups i i want to be with people who are serious about their business and mm-hmm. really passionate about improving people's lives mm-hmm. so i feel like the not a burden the joy of being a business owner is i'm employing great people and I think when great people have resources and funds, they're able to do more greatness. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be with entrepreneurs and business people who doesn't really matter what they're selling or what they're doing, but they're just mm-hmm. good people. I have a no jerk policy. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> uh, I've, you know, I don't need to spend my time in, in places like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm a member of the trust. That's a, an organization of women who are targeting specific businesses, dollar amounts and building out functions. I'm a, I love podcasts. I'm always listening to something. I just feel like I can take a nugget from so many different groups mm-hmm. and organizations. And sometimes, you know, maybe the nugget's not for me. It might even be for one of my clients. Right. Like I'll send a client a podcast like, Hey, listen to this at Mark 12. That's the problem we were talking about last week. And this mm-hmm. is how they solved it. So I, I do consume quite a bit of um, media, but I'm also a fiction. When I go to bed at night, I like to read fiction for an hour because mm-hmm. I need to get lost into something else. Yeah, me too. I can't can't do business books when it's time to go to sleep. Otherwise, I'll just be working too hard. <laughs> yeah. I need to turn it off and get some rest. <laughs> yeah. So are you creating anything right now? Anything on the horizon for the business that you're excited about? I'm excited about it. I have a legal entity white paper, which may sound... Yes, I know that sounds so (laughs) riveting to other people. But one of the the things I've been noticing is, is maybe for clients that have been... Maybe they haven't been our client for very long, but they've existed for quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't necessarily understand the ins and outs of their legal entity or, you know, why they made an S election or mm-hmm. why they can't pay themselves wages in a partnership. So we're putting mm-hmm. together a guide, uh, really of the do's and don'ts of each legal entity Ooh. type. Not from an, I'm not an attorney, you know, mm-hmm. all those disclaimers, mm-hmm. but, um, kind of just the basic things that I think everyone should know. And especially if you're starting a new business, like, why would you pick a partnership over an S corp and mm-hmm. those types of things? Okay, that's great. Yeah, well, uh, you and I have certainly had our fair share of conversations around that. Uh, I'm a proud owner of an S corp now, so yes. <laughs> uh, so well, good that 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 does sound exciting. Actually, very cool. Are you impatient about anything right now? I think I'm impatient about where I see clients going in 2024. I think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of chitter chatter about the economy Mm -hmm. and spending and, you know, across all my clients, I'm not seeing this negativity that I think 
kind of people are expecting. And mm-hmm. I still see people investing in their teams and in investing in resources to continue to grow their business. So I'm a little impatient of like, okay, let's get there. Let's build this thing. Let's, let's, let's move on and see, you know, and see how some of these plans turn out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, it's so interesting because we don't have a niche. We we're very curious people. So we, we sort of have more psychographic niches than anything. Um, and we, most of our clients are doing very well. Business has never been better. We do have one that's not doing as well, but it's, I think that's also sort of an industry thing, but it's, it's been interesting to sort of be a participant and, and, and in a, a, part of the jet engine that's <laughs> helping things move along. Uh, but yeah, I'm impatient about that too, for sure. So, okay. So we're going to switch gears for a second. I've only known you for a few years, uh, a few beautiful years, <laughs> um, but in your businesses, uh, I guess, so you just celebrated five years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, today, the, the day that we're recording this is our six-year anniversary, actually. Oh, yay. Um, yay. <laughs> um, so, in your business life, whether it's this one or or a prior uh, role, what's something that's like the worst thing that you've at the time you felt like this is the worst thing that ever happened to me business wise, but ultimately it's turned out to be the best thing? Yeah, so I owned another business 2016 to 2018 ish, mm-hmm, 2019. Mm-hmm. I sold it in 2019. And it was in a different space. It was in marketing and websites and promotions. Mm-hmm. And that partnership failed and I ultimately sold it. And I just felt like such a failure. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I just could not turn this into what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And looking back now and starting my own business, like I had to sell stuff. Like accountants don't sell things, right? (laughs) Like we sit like in cubes and we do work. And so I think that that experience made me so much bolder in asking Mm -hmm. for business. It, It really like taught me, you know, I mean, you know, you say, if you don't ask, you don't get, but like, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of asking and get a lot of no's and a lot of your ideas, not good. Mm-hmm. And that was painful. And then to have the the partnership and the business relationship fall apart for a variety of reasons that that's just, that's like a business, that's like a business divorce. And so, mm-hmm. um, some of that, definitely the marketing and the sales piece, I've taken that and just, okay, what did I learn from that? And how do I apply that to my business today on how I'm going to do things? Mm-hmm. And then just being in partnership with someone, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm very particular about my business structures. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, that's probably not going to be a good fit for me in the future. And, you know, I may feel a little different five years from now, but at the very beginning, I was just like, I don't want to work with anyone else. Like it's going to be me. So yeah, those are definitely lessons learned, but Mm -hmm. I think I I could not be doing what I'm doing today, not having that experience. Sure. And I bet that helps you with those licensed professional clients too, because a lot of them are in partnership. Do you feel like you're able to sort of give them even more solid advice as far as, hey, here's what we need to consider and let's look at that partnership agreement, et cetera? Yes. And I mean, even more recent and not as painful, my husband is, my husband's an attorney. He's Mm -hmm. a licensed professional and he went through a breakup of his partnership Mm -hmm. and then he's, you know, in a new partnership. And so, yeah, we're, you know, very specific, like this is what we're going to do. And this is, you know, we always talk about the three D's, death, Mm -hmm. divorce, and dismemberment. Like what is going to (laughs) happen? What's going to happen, you know, should this fall apart and what Mm -hmm. are the steps? And so, 
yeah, those experiences with with attorneys and physicians, I don't want to say they break up often, Mm -hmm. uh, but they'll probably have two or three breakups in their full professional career and to be able to walk them through that. Yeah, I feel like if if I think about industries and businesses, there's some of the folks who are more likely to partner up. I mean, a lot of us are, you know, lone, lone horsemen kind of doing our thing. Uh, our uh, rugged individualists um, just chopping through the jungle. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like those groups are often groups. So that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. And then growing up, was there anything about you that you were made to feel like was a weakness in your your personality or affect? And but as now as a fully formed human adult and running a business, you realize it's actually a strength. I mean, yes, I was definitely called bossy one hundred percent of the time, <laughs> and told you know like you need to be thinking about others. And mm. I, I don't think my parents necessarily were like trying to put me down or keep mm. me in their place. They just didn't know what to do with me, right? Yeah. And so eventually, they just kind of let me be my own little leader, and you know, didn't I don't want to say didn't didn't suppress that like as you got a little bit old, you know, it's different being five on the playground and telling people to get in line and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then when you're 15 and you're on a sports team and you're leading the group, right? So those, mm-hmm. all those experiences build up into what they are um, today. Mm-hmm. So I, I even look at my own daughter, my daughter's 12. She's mm-hmm. a natural leader. And sometimes I just want her to get in line and do what I tell her to do. <laughs> um, but I, I do step back and really foster like this is part of her leadership development. Mm-hmm. This is part of her training. And, you know, I'm trying to make her, a, you know, a proficient young woman, you know, a future leader of tomorrow. And so I try not to tell her, you know, put other people first or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't even use the word bossy. We just say future mm-hmm. leader. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I very much am against the word bossy, particularly as it relates to young women. I also have a daughter who just turned nine. And when she was very young, like super young, just walking young, you know, 15 months or so, I walked into the baby room of her preschool to pick her up and she was crying. And I looked at her teacher. I said, what's what's going on? And she said, and they, she said, oh, she's just being bossy. And I said, oh, you mean she was exercising her leadership skills? <laughs> please don't put that on my kid. You know? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, you're, you're right. I think the, the, the throwaway comments when we're young or are you just being bossy or, or whatever? I mean, I, I just really try to be so conscious of that, particularly when I'm talking to my kids or, you know, or like you can, you can do all these things. You just have to be kind while you do it. <laughs> yes. Uh, gosh. Well, you and me both, girl. <laughs> yeah. Got the got that a few times too. Uh and you know, do do you feel like that leadership is is almost a compulsion for you? I mean, like as you're part of groups and things like that. Yes. I you know, I I try um I got I, I a recent experience that wasn't pleasant. You know, I, I was just like, I'm not here to get along as a mm-hmm. go along person. Like mm-hmm. you asked me to join this group and you asked for my opinion and I can be polite and kind about it and respectful. I wasn't, you know, shouting or I wasn't doing anything inappropriate, but I was kind of told just to like get in line, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not why I'm here. Right. You know, that's, that's, this is probably not a good fit for us, you know? And so, yeah, I think that's, it's, being a leader at the core of who you are is, I mean, and it's not about being bossy. That's definitely like, it's mm-hmm. not about telling other people what to do. It's actually about 
like imparting your ideas and asking people to join you mm-hmm. and creating something new and even in a little bit of that risk, right? Like all of that is kind of the embodiment of a leader. And so mm-hmm. it's not about like do my way or the highway, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've, that's uh, It's about what can we do together? And I think I have a plan. Will you join me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really what we're trying to build on our team. Like I have, like I said, I have great people like help me do this. Like it's right. going to take all of us to do it together. Right. And I'm interested in other people's input and vision. And I, I'd certainly, you know, I, I used to be a little more my way or the highway. I'm definitely more, hey, let's come to consensus as much as we can. Whoever's holding uh, the the talk stick <laughs> will move forward. Um, but even, but it's certainly a part of my personality. I was just at a conference and uh, one evening we're all meeting and having a drink and okay, well, where are we going to go after dinner? And there was just this vacuum of ideas. And I mean, how long are we going to stand there wasting time? <laughs> so I whip up my phone and make a reservation at the place next door. I was like, come on, let's go. And I just had this group of adult ducklings following me around. And one of them looked at me and she said, you just can't help but be the leader, can you? And I said, well, I mean, no one else is doing it. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want to make the decisions, please do. But until then, I guess it's me. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to follow other great leaders too. Yes. I, you know, I think I can learn and and my style has definitely evolved over time of, you know, definitely earlier in my career, like impatient to the point of like being obnoxious and stubborn has, <laughs> yeah. has matured into, yes. okay, you know, what, what else can I learn here? What else can I see from mm-hmm. others? And maybe they're not moving as fast as I want them to move. Mm-hmm. Is there something that I can communicate or is my style or what can I do to help bring them along? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of always looking out. I always look for the quietest person in the room. Like, are mm-hmm. they being shut down? Are they mm-hmm. thinking? Because there's a lot of people that are just internalized thinkers, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that they're not, you know, my leadership style isn't letting them. Like, I want to make sure that they feel heard in, in the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just went through that this morning. I had, we were going through an issue and just sort of talking it through. And I had someone who was, who was being quiet and not, not participating. And I very much wanted her feedback. And I finally said, Hey, uh, <laughs> are we, are we being quiet because we're thinking or are we upset or are we, <laughs> tell me, tell me what is literally going through your mind right now? And it was like, Oh no, I'm just thinking. No, okay. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk it out. Do you feel like there's been something that's been more formative in your leadership arc or is it just just experience and age or? Definitely some experience and age, but I think sports is just a, mm. I played a lot and I know you did too, a lot mm-hmm. of competitive sports, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, I remember even being on co-ed teams because I wanted higher competition in certain mm-hmm. areas. And I think that really shaped me of like, wanting to be especially co-ed sports mm-hmm. of you know generally I was the only girl on the team so I felt like I had to had to make myself heard in a different way mm-hmm. uh, to get the attention or playing time or whatever it was but also like you're not going to mess with me uh, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> like you're not going to pull my ponytail and get away with mm-hmm. it or you know uh those types of things. But yeah, I think for me, sports, and then mm-hmm. I joined public accounting and that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very uh, competitive as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I've used a lot of my sports and team training to kind of those first formative years of my career at, in public accounting. 
Right, right. And you and you were with a big firm for a while, right? And then kind of have moved moved along in various yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So as we look at wrapping up, what's what's one piece of advice you can give our listeners uh, that they can do today to make their lives or businesses stronger and better? I think you need to make it easy for people to pay you. I look at people's, you know, AR and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, my clients are still sending me paper checks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of portals out there that are cheap. So mm-hmm. I think we need to make it easy for people to do business with us. Um, yeah. And whether it's getting paid or having workflows, I think, you know, re- reducing the friction it takes for someone to buy from you and to pay mm-hmm. you needs to be as low as possible. Um, yeah whatever type of business that you're in. I love that. I actually just converted, I think, the last client from checks to AHC the other day. I was like, I, I, can't, I cannot wait on the postal, postal service any longer. <laughs> we need to do this. Uh, and now, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Where do you stand with uh, credit card fees and all that? Is it just cost of doing business? Should you try to do something else? Where do you stand? In some states, it's illegal to charge a credit card fee. I, I feel like it's the cost of doing business. I, mm-hmm. I If someone line itemed me on a credit card fee, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to other places mm-hmm. to shop. And I think in professional services, we're like used to ticking and tacking on those fees. Yeah. Either build it into your price or, mm-hmm. you know, have them pay you a different way because you can mm-hmm. still get paid ACH in a lot of other ways. Right. So I right. I don't want to see it separate on a on a bill for with yeah. any anybody I do business with. You can put it in there and tell yourself that, but I don't want to see it as a customer on a separate mm-hmm. line item. I agree. Or I- so just a thought for anyone who is charging credit card fees, do a prompt pay discount. Mm. Have them have them pay ACH and mm-hmm. you know t- let them think that they're getting a discount versus charging okay. them a fee. Here's a 3% discount if you pay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. so this is the price if you pay with credit card. This is mm-hmm. the price if you don't. I mean, I don't like being charged fees, but I love getting discounts. So yeah. think about the psychology on mm-hmm. how you're presenting that to your customer. I love that. I love that. Okay. So how can people find you and do business with you and or or <laughs> call you to be at their conference or on their <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Yep. So my website is webcfo, webcfo.com. And that's all of our um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn handles. So we're in all of those places. And I'll make sure Lauren puts my email address in the show notes. So yeah, we're, we're out there. We love working. I would say you talked about not having, you know, like a, the type of customer we, we want to work with people who want to do great things. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we don't want to work we want to work with people who are playing big and mm-hmm. you know ready kind of for that next step. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to The Impatient Entrepreneur. Love the podcast? Be sure to share it with a friend or colleague or give us a five-star review on Apple. You can also chat with us on Instagram or Facebook at The Impatient Entrepreneur Pod. Want to star on a future episode? head over to theimpatiententrepreneurpod.com to inquire. Thank you to the team at Quedar Co. for believing in me and bringing this podcast to life. And thank you to Carson Childers for mixing and editing this episode. Can't wait to see you next time.